each of us will have that blessed gift of being able to not only see the King, but to be with the King forever. And we are thankful for that as God's people. Welcome tonight. God bless each and every one of you. Let's go to God in prayer, please. Our great King and everlasting Father, we praise you, we love you, and we thank you. Thank you for allowing us to meet tonight to study your word and to hear a portion of it spoken to us and to worship you. We pray our worship is pleasing and acceptable in your sight. This is the day that you have chosen. Thank you for allowing us to see this day. And we thank you for your love. In Jesus' holy and precious name, we pray and thank you. Be that will. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Iron sharpens iron. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, we, we know it. it is true. It's, it's very strong. Makes weapons, makes tools. We do it with iron. We are stronger together and weaker apart. Right? And so when someone says, well, I, I don't go to church like I used to, then my first understanding is that this individual has grown weaker, right? Because we need each other desperately. I want to talk, kind of talk about that tonight. Ecclesiastes 4, beginning at verse, verse 9. Um, the Bible is pretty clear on what, what God is saying, that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls when there is no or not another to lift him up. Two better than one. Verse 11. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him, a cord of Three strands is not quickly torn apart. Recognize the amazing strength uh, that we have. I'm going to Luke chapter 10 in Jesus. The fact that here we are, a united body of Christ, and the power that we have in unity. Satan does not like our unity. We are stronger then. Jesus sent them out. He did not send them out by themselves. In verse 1, Now after this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them two and two ahead of him to every city and place where he himself was going to come. Two by two. He sent them by twos because of the great strength. Psalm 133. In twos, the, strong, the great strength in being together. When we come to this building, it is not to come and sit in a pew. It is to come and encourage your brothers and sisters. It is to come through them, those doors and, and with excitement in your heart to say to your brother and sister, I'm glad to see you. In the first century, it was, it was interesting because it was different. They were so happy to see each other because really and realistically, one of them could have been dead, executed for the cause of Christ the day prior. In Psalm 133 and verse 1, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for Brothers to dwell together in unity. Just the power and the strength in having more than, more than one. Two together is strength. And God knew that. God put that, if you will, as a principle of life and how powerful it is. I'm going to Romans 12 and, and the verse 4. I know they're resetting things right now, but I'm going to keep on preaching. We are stronger together and we are weaker when we are on our own. 
when we are by ourselves. In Romans 12, in verse 4, For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. And so we're different, we're unique. Every one of us, each one of us, is, is different and unique. And what a great and amazing blessing it is to be different and also to be unique. So a pack, when you think about a pack of, of animals, uh, uh, gazelle or zebra, whatever it is, right? And the predator is coming. Unity makes an amazing difference, right? First Peter chapter, chapter 5. Here's what we can do. We can help each other to look out for the other person's weaknesses. I might not even know what weakness I have. But you might be able to see something in me today that has changed from what may have been yesterday. In 1 Peter 5 and verse 8, be of sober spirit, be on the alert. And here's the reason why. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And this verse is a very, let me, let me, go, let me come back to this verse. It's a very scary verse when you really think about it. But let me come back to it. Verse 9 is where we come in as a unit, right? As a unit together in Christ, where God encourages us to resist him. Verse 9, but resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. And so, so you're not alone, right? And your suffering and, and your struggles know that you're not alone. You can identify things in me that again, I just, I might not see. I know when you think about uh, uh, sports and, and, you know, there's always a coach and the coach can see things that the players can't always see. And we are, if you will, each other's coaches, right? We can say, hey, I noticed, you know, you, you don't look as happy. Like you know, normally you look really, really excited, but today something's bothering you. How can I help? Or I might just say, today I noticed there's something bothering you and I may not say anything to you, but I'm going to pray for you. Pray for each other. Build each other up. Strengthen one another. Listen to Galatians 6 and verse 1. Brethren, if any man is caught in any trespass. So, so think about that, right? He, he was going along his day. She, she was going along in her day. And, and there were some, some weaknesses that were there. But, but was having difficulty. And, and not aware, there was a trap laid for her, for him. And they got caught up in it. They, they weren't pursuing after it. They, they weren't attempting to get caught. They, they got caught up in something. And so verse 1 says, Brethren, if, if a man is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself, lest you too be tempted. It's, it's wonderful. This passage deals with an external look. And an internal look. Because before you go and rescue them, you got to look to yourself first and say, hey, wait a minute. Am I strong enough spiritually to help? Or am I just going to get in the way? Right? They're caught up. I'm trying to help them. i got to find maybe someone else that has more of an ability to help this brother or sister who got caught in this sin. Isn't it wonderful to know we have each other? It is. Verse 2. 
bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. And so two are better than one. Jesus in Luke chapter 22 was um, talking to the disciples and he, he points out in particular Peter. And, and he wants Peter to know something, but, but they were arguing amongst each other as who was the greatest. And then out of nowhere, after Jesus deals with their conflict of who is the greatest, Jesus says in verse 31, Simon, Simon, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. But I prayed for you. You're not going to be alone. Can you imagine? Think about that for just a moment. Simon, Simon, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. And then, then fast forward in that, that moment when, when Peter looks at Jesus and he goes out and he weeps bitterly. The one that I betrayed right at that moment maybe or even before was praying for me. What, what, an, what, an, amazing, what an amazing account. But along with that, he wasn't alone. But I prayed for you, the text says, that your faith may not fail, and you, when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Go at this together. Don't try and do this alone. You can't do it alone. Genesis chapter, chapter 4. We can't do it alone. So Cain and Abel, the account that's given to us, God tells us some things about, about sin and this idea of Galatians 6 and being caught up in, in sin, being caught up in temptation, being caught up in these situations. He says something to Cain that is beneficial for all of us. And here's what he says, beginning about verse 6. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? That's a, that's a verse that's supposed to make you contemplate some things, right? Think about, well, why are you angry? That's a good question to ask yourself when you're, when you're angry at something or someone or a situation. Ask yourself, why are you angry? And then ask yourself the second question. Have you ever done the same thing? That's a good follow-up. Why are you angry, Cain? And why is your, why is your face, why is your, why is your head down? Why is your, your countenance falling? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin, listen to where sin is, is crouching at the door and its desire is for you, but you must master it. And Cain told Abel his brother, and it came about when they were in the field that Cain rose up against his brother and killed him. Sin is crouching at the door and its desire is for you. Caught up. Now, now, 1 Peter 5 and verse 8, there, there's this uh, interesting way that, that it's written for us uh, from, uh, from the Greek. And I want, I just, I want to tell you what it is. Uh, behold, verse 8, be sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary the devil prowls about like a, like a roaring lion seeking someone to Devour. So, so prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. That's Zaton Taina Katapia. That's he's looking to that word devour, that it's crunch. You ever heard an animal crunch? I mean, so th this is right, crunching up 
uh, it, it's it's food. Maybe maybe not not it's food. It's it's pray. Doesn't sound very. Doesn't sound nice. And, and you ever you ever heard? I mean, you know, I mean, I, maybe, you ever heard one animal attacking another animal? <laughs> I remember in Africa, and I remember an animal was attacking. It was a a big one attacking another big one. It didn't sound. The sounds will forever resonate in my mind, in my head. But there but there's a crunching. That go, that, that's the other part, that crunching sound. Not just the, the squeals and the cries, but the crunching sound. And what, what God says, you know, all the way back in Genesis, that sin is crouching out the door, it's desirous for you. Fast forwarding to the New Testament, Satan wants to devour, to crunch you up. Yeah. He's not our friend. He, he's not nice. And, and here's, here's something you know, that, that lions, and, and I'll just use lions, when they're after their prey, they, you know, you watch National Geographic, and, and there's like, you know, a few minutes, and then they're running after their prey. They don't know. They, they, they start a long way off. And, and, and it's quite boring. But they're, they're seeking after their devourer, and they're, and, they're, and they're looking, and I don't know, lions have this language that I don't know anything about, but, but up, you know, miles away, they can communicate. I don't know how, but, but they can and they do the same thing, right? They, you know, one gets up, and the one a mile away get up, and it's just kind of interesting anyway. But they're, they're crouching, and they're sneaking up on their prey, and they're, and they're measuring their prey, and they're looking. So imagine the church, how Satan might be looking at us and, and wondering, who am I going after today? Who's the weak one, right? But our job is to make sure that, that the prey, Satan, doesn't have an opportunity to weed the weak one out, Right? To, to flush the weak one away from the strong pride, if you want to call it, from the strong family of God. That's our responsibility. So we have to communicate more and talk about our weaknesses. You know, church, I, I do well on this area over here, but I, I find myself weak in this area over here. And that, that means I'm vulnerable and I need you to help me out. See, that doesn't call for judgment. That calls for you helping me in some way. As God's people, we hold each other not only accountable, but we hold each other up and not allow Satan to come in in his tricky ways and deceive us and destroy us. I need your iron to sharpen me. And, and you need me to sharpen you. We need each other all along the way. And we'll be fine. It's when I think I can do it by myself that I find myself in trouble, right? It's when I think I can do it by myself. We cannot. We need to, we need to talk more. I'm going back to 1 Samuel chapter 23. We need to talk more uh, with each other about the goodness of God, the greatness of God, the, the blessings of God, the kindness of God, the mercy of God, the compassion of God, how much God truly loves us and how much with God's help you can do it. You can. Well, preacher, I'm feeling kind of weak in my walk of faith. Let's talk about it. And the beautiful thing about 1 Peter 5 and verse 9, it's a reminder that you're not alone. Other brethren are going through the same thing. And I've been through it. You're not alone. Sometimes we think, see, Satan is good. He, he weeds us out. And, and if you will, he gets Elijah on the mountain and says, okay, now I can get to him, right? No, he couldn't because God was there. But the point is trying to weed him out and get him all by himself. 
with God, we're never alone. But we have to remember to trust in God. So many times people forget in, in, in crises moments to go to God first. It's not always that God is not always the, the go-to, right? I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, he, but he needs to be the go-to. Always. Number one, right? We need to be reminded of these things. Iron sharpens iron. So let's look at a couple of examples. 1 Samuel uh, chapter 23, beginning at verse 15. David and Jonathan. Now David became aware that Saul had come out to, to seek his life while David was in the wilderness of Ziph at Horash. And Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David at Horash and encouraged him in God. Thus he said to him, Do not be afraid, because the hand of Saul, my father, shall not find you, and you will be king over Israel, and I will be next to you. And Saul, my father, knows that also. Don't be afraid, he says. I'm with you. You're not alone. I know my father's off in his mind, but I'm with you. So the two of them, verse 18, so the two of them made a covenant before the Lord, and David stayed at Horash while Jonathan went to his house. And so he says, we are together in this. What a, what a blessing. Right? Church, we, are we together in this? Elijah in the Old Testament and, and Elisha. And, and then there's so many others. And I'm going to Acts chapter, chapter 9. I'm looking at Barnabas and Saul. Barnabas and Saul, what a, what a picture that God paints of the power of unity for us. Saul, who had been ravaging the church and, and persecuting it in a, in a terrible way, and then, and then he surrenders to Jesus and, and he's, he's baptized, and now he's a follower of God. And then in Acts chapter 9, in verse 26, and when he had come to Jerusalem, he was trying to associate with the disciples, and they were all afraid of him, not believing that he was a disciple. I mean, you know, you got to believe Saul's trying to trick us, right? He's not, really, he's not really one of us. He's just trying to get us together, and he's trying to trick us. So the brethren weren't really ready to receive him. Well, who was going to step up and, and help carry the work of the Lord on? Barnabas. But Barnabas took hold of him and brought him to the apostles and described to them how he had seen the Lord on the road and that he had talked to him and how at Damascus he had spoken out boldly in the name of Jesus. Barnabas had to say that. They, they, didn't, take, they didn't take Saul for his word. No, we don't even want you around us. In fact, we're still angry at you and bothered about the situation that you have caused. And yeah, I, I get it, right? Barnabas and Saul. And then Peter comes in there. I'm going over to Galatians uh, chapter 2, about um, verse 9. When Peter comes along uh, and James, they give them the right hand of fellowship. And they say, okay, look, we, we, we've got this together. We understand the work of the Lord. They all work together to carry on the work of God. The text says in Galatians 2 and verse 9, And recognizing the grace that had been given to me, James and Cephas and John, who were reputed to be pillars, gave to me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we might go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. Strength in numbers, right? They went together, united as they parted to go on the mission for the Lord. They gave the right hand of fellowship and they said, we can do this together. 
But let's, let's be united in this. There's only one thing. Verse, verse 10. The only ask is to remember the poor, the very thing I was also eager to do. Well, what, a, what a team. What a team. And then what about the young and the old? First, uh, first Timothy. The young and the old. All of us have a place in, in the body of Christ. We all have a place. You've you got to make sure that you're stepping up and doing the work of the Lord. What does God want you to do? Don't tell me you can't do something. Everybody can do something. I love being encouraged by everyone. And the older folks encourage me a lot when they say, hey, that, uh, you know, here's where I've been. And, and when you spoke, uh, spoke to me in this, and it reminded me of this X number of years ago, and, you know, it's encouraging. It's encouraging. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse, verse 6. Actually, 2 Timothy, excuse me. That's not the right scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6. And for this reason, I, I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of Timothy, but a power and of love and of discipline. God doesn't want us to be afraid, right? And he's talking to young, young boy Timothy, and he's saying, Timothy, I want you to go out there and, and preach the word and, and know that God is with you, and, and you've you got to hold on to the Lord. Be strong and don't be timid. Oh, God is with you. Right? I'm with you. Great teams. First Thessalonians uh, chapter, chapter 2. Paul and Timothy uh, to the churches and, and, and worshiping God and honoring God and, and blessing people. Together, united, these letters are written to encourage these young men. Verse 17 says, but we, brethren, <clears throat> having been bereft of you for a short while, in person, not in spirit, we're all the more eager with great desire to see your face. For we wanted to come to you, I, Paul, more than once, and yet Satan thrall to us. I mean, Satan's busy, right? And, and Satan's trying to keep these folks from joining together in, in the body of Christ and, and, and rejoice and be excited about their relationship with God. And Satan's there and he's trying to stop that activity. Satan thwarted us. For who is our hope or joy or crown of exaltation? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming? For you are our glory and joy. Chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore, when we could endure no longer, we thought it best to be left behind at Athens alone. And we sent Timothy, our brother, and God's fellow worker in the gospel of Christ to strengthen and encourage you as to your faith. What is he talking about? What, what's wrong with the church of Thessalonica? Why, why, does, why does Timothy need to, to go there? Why, why is this? We need each other. They, they needed some encouragement. And Paul encouraged Timothy. And Timothy now is going to go and encourage the church at Thessalonica and give them strength. And in verse 3 it says, So that no man may be disturbed by these afflictions, for you yourselves know that we have been destined for this. Someone said to me, and I've heard it time again and time again, You know, preacher, I think we're losing. We got to stop for a moment and say, whoa, hey, we got to clear your eyes a little bit. You know, you got to see this victory 
through the eyes of God. If you're not looking through the eyes of God from the throne room of God, it very much looks like we're losing. But if you're looking at this from the throne room of God, we can lose. <laughs> we're winning, right? And so we have to encourage each other. Just stay with the Lord and do not give up. Second Samuel chapter, chapter 10. Do not give up. Do not grow weary in doing good. Continue to strengthen one another and allow God and God's word to strengthen you. That's what the greatness of the elder challenge to go back, read your Bible 10 minutes a day, get something from God to give you the strength to make it through the difficulties that will come your way. But we need each other. I need you and you need me. Jesus gave 12 apostles together and said, you need each other. And they all had work and mates as well. And they went out and did the work of God together. We do this together. Second Samuel uh, chapter 10, beginning at verse 9. This is the, the battle that's going to happen when Joab is, is going to fight against the enemy. Listen to what it says. Now when Joab saw that the battle was set against him in front and in the rear, he selected from all the choice men of Israel and arrayed them against the Arameans. But the remainder of the people he placed in the hand of Abishai, his brother, and he arrayed them against the sons of Ammon. Now look, this is a big army coming against them, right? And, and so Joab and, and Abishai are together, and they have their armies, but they're surrounded. I mean, the armies are everywhere, right, against them. And then Joab gives this, this counsel, and, and he says to Abishai, his brother, verse 11, If the Arameans are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But if the sons of Amnon are too strong for you, then I will come to help you. Be strong and let us show ourselves courageous for the sake of our people and for the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what is good in his sight. There's nothing like a good pep talk, right? Come on, church, be strong. We got this. We can do this. We won. <laughs> I always like to end it that way. We need each other. Proverbs 27. We need each other. Desperately. And, and you have to, you, you know, as we admit and think about what the, the Scriptures teach us, you know, we don't, don't all like to think about it in this way, but and the Bible says, here's, preacher, here's a good reason for you to consider how badly, how desperately you, preacher, uh, need the brethren. Because, because I'm sick. Right? That's, that's how desperately. How about you? I'm sick. It's kind, of, it's kind of sick when, you know, Satan can trick me and make me walk away from God for a moment, follow him, even though I know it's, it's he who's, who's trying to, to catapia to crunch me up and devour me, and, and then I, I give in to that. Why would I do that? Why, why would I do that? Because I'm, I'm sick. How about you? And I need someone to help bandage me up every now and then. Give me some cough medicine. <laughs> Give me something. Help me out. Say, preacher, you're doing a good job. Maybe. Or say something like that, right? right? And encourage the preacher. Encourage the brother. Encourage the sister. Encourage each other. Because we're all sick. We're all struggling. We're all fighting. And remind each other, if, if the battle's too strong for you over here, I will come help you. But, but if the battle is too strong for me, you come and help me. 
a battle against Satan, against the forces of evil, good and evil. Iron truly sharpens iron. And so the proverb, Proverb 27, in verse uh, 17, so simple, so short, and so sweet. Iron sharpens iron, so sharpens another. We sharpen each other's accountability. We sharpen each other through encouragement. We sharpen each other uh, through caution and correction. We stimulate one another, and we sharpen each other through learning. Talk about God more today than you ever had before. That's where we get our strength from. It's all from the Lord. The lesson is yours. If tonight we can help in any way, if there's anyone that would like to surrender to Christ in the waters of baptism, if you're struggling, we can pray with you or pray for you. Please make it known while together we stand and sing our song of invitation. Help me, dear Lord. I stand in need of more strength from your word. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul. Revive the fire, Lord, deep in my soul. Stir my desire to work in your fold. 